This is episode 54 of Dead Letter Radio. As always, I'm your host, Taze, and this is the show with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast. Because here we feature your writing, your short stories, your poetry, your unsaid letters, song lyrics, everything and anything you've written down. We give it an audience, a platform, a voice, but you are the star of each and every episode. If this is your first time tuning in and you'd like to hear how you can have your own work possibly featured on the show, stay tuned until the end where I'll go over how to do so. Well, welcome back everyone as we are in the last stretch of April. I hope you're doing well and that the end of your week treated you well and the start of this week is leading to even better things. Uh, How are you doing? How has... Is it officially considered spring? Yes, I'd imagine so. (laughs) How has early spring treated you? Uh, Finally, in my area, things have gotten warm enough where you can really feel uh, the sun, though we do still have some of those April showers. Before leading into this episode, as always, I like to uh, talk one-on-one, or however many people are listening with you, uh, just to have a moment where we can uh, share some time together. When I was thinking about what I would like to discuss this episode, uh, an idea came to my mind, which was, if you were going to write uh, a fictional story or a poem, and the only real criteria was that the main character or the main perspective had to be you, had to be yours, you are the main character, how would you frame the story or the poem? Would you uh, keep all of your trials and tribulations that you faced in real life uh, to show your growth and the things that you have overcome, uh, overcame to this point? Or would you uh, choose to craft a world for yourself where things are better? Uh, maybe not as uh, worrisome and not as harrowing uh, maybe craft the life that uh, you wish you could have lived. Or maybe you craft something uh, of the life that you think you deserve, whether for better or worse. If you were the creator of your own story, how would you write it? So I think that's an interesting perspective, right? Uh, I spoke about this, I think, on the previous episode or two ago, uh, that all writing, whether fictional or not, has a little bit of our own truths in it, uh, a little bit of our own perspectives. And so if we were writing for ourselves, about ourselves, and we were creating a world for ourselves, how would we portray it? Will we try to be kinder? Will we be harsher? Or would we just show the true reality that we live in? So it's something to think about, and I think it's a fun practice, maybe, to do so. And I don't think there is a wrong answer either. Uh, If you choose not to be so kind to yourself in your own writing, or if you choose to be kinder, I just think it's uh, an interesting exercise. Uh, Let me know your thoughts on this. (laughs) And maybe if you come up with something and you want to submit it to the show, uh, feel free. But that is... Uh, my ramblings for today. 
So how about we jump right into this episode of Dead Letter Radio. Our first piece is submitted anonymously, and it is titled, Hyacinths. The flowers in my garden don't know that they've been painted, sketched, and yet they stand unwavering, secure in their own petals. They stretch to reach the sun, and they thrive unashamedly. So dainty, yet so bold, without a care for who may see. I admire the hyacinths. So thank you so much for sharing this piece with us. Uh, looking up a little bit further into the meaning of hyacinths, it, the symbolic nature of flowers always fascinated me. And when it comes to hyacinths, uh, they say that it can be a symbol of peace, commitment, and beauty, but also of power and pride, a symbol of happiness and love. So wrapping that along with your poem and your words uh, regarding hyacinths and how they're not aware of them, how people admire them and how many people have painted and sketched them, and even to expand on that, have written about them, like even in this case. And yet, they stand proud, assured of themselves, unwavering. They stretch for the sun, undaunted, and they thrive without shame. The flower, as you put it, so dainty, yet so bold, without a care of who may see. It's admirable. In your own words, you put it, you admire them, and it is admirable. Uh, I think about how we all have positive traits and sometimes um, because we can be unsure of ourselves or maybe we don't want to stand out too much or we're afraid of how people may view us or think uh, we can shrink back uh, we don't strive uh, for the sun as much as these hyacinths do uh, because we're afraid of who may see and what they may think and what they may say even though we are just being ourselves. And so truly, maybe we can take a lesson from the hyacinths. So thank you. Our next piece is by Rami Freaky Nasty on Reddit. We get all kinds of usernames on this show. And it is titled, Grave Goods. I think of how you slouch to make yourself smaller. I think of how you'd write in lowercase to soften your tone, refuse a period for a comma because it would make your sentence finite when you'd wished you could flow forever. Sometimes we all have to stop, a gliding body hitting rock, but when I see you floating along, it breaks my heart to notice your grave goods aren't plentiful your boat less Osberg and more castaway, because you had a lot more sentence than you. Thank you, Rami, for sharing this piece with us today. Uh, regarding their work, they said uh, that this is still quite unfinished in their opinion. Uh, I wrote it yesterday morning in about 15 minutes on my way to work. Uh, but I still think... Uh, and this is me as Taze now talking, that <laughs> this is a very lovely piece. We have a few pieces that have been featured on the show that can go and show 
the impact we may have on those around us without us being uh, very much aware. Uh, in regards to this, the narrator describing this person who has passed of the, how they used to make themselves smaller. Uh, they try to soften their tone, uh, maybe not to cause a fuss. Maybe they were very aware of uh, others and others' feelings. But how they would refuse appeared for a comma because they wish they could flow forever. And just as reality is currently, sometimes we all have to stop. And in this case, as I interpret it, it means uh, death. Now, looking up some background information regarding some of the word choice in this poem and some help with the writer, uh, grave goods uh, was used in Viking burials and other cultures as well, where they would uh, bury you uh, with your possessions. And as well as in Osberg uh, was a ship, that a famous ship that Vikings would put you on in his burial ship. Maybe it might be used to ones in like the movies you see where they shoot a flaming arrow at it, possibly. Not 100% sure, <laughs> but it was a burial ship. And so with that being said, now you have the narrator uh, witnessing uh, this burial ship, seeing that they're grave goods of their dear friend, that there aren't many, and that it says it was less of an Osberg of being this great memorial ship and more like Castaway, like the movie with Tom Hanks. <laughs> and with the final line, because you had a lot more sentence than you. They had a lot more life to live. A lot more uh, ways to grow and to uh, gather uh, possessions, not necessarily physical, but also uh, moments and experiences and relationships. And sometimes things are cut short because at times, and at some time, we all have to stop. It makes you think about what possessions are you collecting now, right? Uh, whether physical or emotional or in memory or in our relationships with those we love and those we have not met yet. Uh, so thank you, Rami, for sharing. And this is also another good testament that uh, sometimes pieces are in a state of flux, that we're still working on them. But it doesn't mean that they aren't valuable and give a great look into an aspect of life or have a creative spark. And also sometimes you're able to drum up something that others can really appreciate, even if it's within 15 minutes on your way to work. Our next piece is by Austin, and it is titled Jealousy. If reincarnation exists, my wish is to be reborn as a parasitic worm in the intestines of some unaware, unwilling host. They would carry the burden of their own inconvenience, and I would no longer be responsible for my own survival, free deep in their gut. So thank you, Austin, uh, for sharing this poem with us. Regarding their work, they said, I like bugs which partially inspire this poem, and poetry is just a hobby I use to cope with the human existence. Uh, first, I want to highlight on the point of coping with the human existence, and it's, in a way, uh, why I started writing poetry. Uh, I mentioned prior that, in the beginning, I did focus on short stories and 
uh, narratives and things I saw, but poetry was a way for me to cope and to uh, understand myself and feelings I was going through, um, starting with the stereotypical romance and broken hearts, but then expanding from there. So I definitely understand where you're coming from, Austin. And I do also have an appreciation for bugs. Uh, if anyone is familiar with the show, Monsters Inside Me About Parasites, was one of my favorite shows uh, while I was on. This poem, though, does paint an interesting narrative, an idea. Depending on what type we live, but we can all agree that all lives have uh, a certain amount of struggle and uh, fighting for survival in different aspects. Uh, there's good days and there's uh, plenty of bad days. And it can be tiring. And so, in the context of this poem, if reincarnation exists and we are reborn as a parasitic worm living at ease inside an unaware host, that yes, that was inconvenient for them, uh, but we are no longer responsible for our own survival. It could be a little comforting, maybe a little gruesome, but in an age where uh, we're fighting to pay our rent and feed our family and get gas in the car if we can afford a car, or trying to find our path in life trying to find what we want to do, what kind of mark we think we will leave, uh, trying to find love, trying to find happiness, trying to find contentment, maybe it wouldn't be so bad uh, just relaxing in the gut as a parasitic worm with no worries. Well, thank you, Austin, for sharing. Our next piece is by Raphael Almagor, and it is uh, from their forthcoming book, Between Love and Death, and it is titled, Getting Lost in the Streets of Florence. Getting lost in the streets of Florence. Embrace the beauty, enthralling magic, captivating sounds and smells. As summer of June makes it all blossom, trees, flowers, tourists, those who are fortunate to live here. Getting lost in the streets of Florence, why should I mind? Lost in Florence leads to heaven, not to hell, nor to hole. Baltimore, Bill calls it Baltacor, or Beersheba. Getting lost in the streets of Florence, reflections of lights in the Arno, turquoise and yellow. Capable guitarists and rock singers entertain small crowds. Artists caricature your face in complete silence. Smell of fresh ice cream waffle in the making sweetly settles in nostrils. Getting lost in the streets of Florence. Liberating fun adventure with David and Michael and Raphael. Each window is different in essence. Any door opens you to another world. When the West was formulated, when culture was anything but a pub. So thank you, Raphael, for sharing this poem with us. I was actually very excited to read this one. 
because I've been having a travel itch recently. <laughs> um, and as I'm in the process of myself trying to figure out uh, where to go and uh, what to see, uh, this poem just paints a lovely scenario and experience being in Florence, Italy. Uh, from, as you said, embrace the beauty and the magic, and you go over the sounds and uh, the wa- ice cream waffles and uh, the musicians and the seeing the famous art of David and Michael and Raphael, it just really captures your imagination. It puts you there. It makes you want to travel as much as travel is possible in these uh, varying situations around the world. I really love the idea, too, uh, in your second stanza, where you say, Getting lost in the streets of Florence, why should I mind? Uh, to be in that mindset and to feel you're in a place that even if you take the tr- a turn around uh, the wrong street, uh, maybe you're not quite sure where you are, that it's still an adventure, a journey where you'll see sights of beauty, uh, new experiences, and without fear in mind. And it gets me thinking, we might not all be able <laughs> to go to Florence, and probably the majority of majority of us will not be fortunate to live there. Um, but haven't you felt this way about where you are or some place you've been? I might have mentioned this in the previous episode, and forgive me if I have, but I remember leaving an event uh, where I was with some friends and going to the next location and driving in the car and with the music being on, I was by myself at the moment, only for a few minutes, but uh, with the music on, and light rain on the windshield, and seeing the blooms of light from the streetlights, and everything felt just wonderful, at peace, felt right, um, in a way that was me getting lost in Florence, even though I knew where I was going, because at that moment I didn't want to be anywhere else. Everything felt full of beauty and magic. And there are other moments I can recall that I could pick on where walking uh, through a forest path or climbing one of the uh, many small mountains in my area or even just sitting and soaking up the sun through the window and feeling a light breeze. There are, I think, many moments where we can say we've been lost in Florence, but replace Florence where wherever we are at that time, or maybe whoever we are with. Uh, but thank you so much, Raphael, for sharing this piece with us. And that is this week's episode. So thank you so much to all the writers who sent in your work, uh, gave your thoughts on your own pieces, and gave me the honor, a person you don't know, uh, the chance to read it and share and let you know how your pieces made me feel. I'm always honored to do so. If you're curious about who wrote what, you can look in the description of the episode and they'll be credited as they chose, uh, how they chose to be. Now, if this is an episode that you really enjoyed, uh, please feel free to leave a review or a rating on your podcast app. It just allows the show to grow and reach more uh, people, and it might even be able to 
uh, comfort more or inspire more people to write and pick up a pen or know that other people have similar experiences or just help others relax and get your words uh, to more ears. Uh, so if you're able to leave a review or rating, that's awesome. Or just let people know about the show. Also, if you want to support the show even more, uh, we do have a Patreon, which is in the description, but it's just under Dead Letter Radio Podcast on Patreon. You don't get any additional benefits, but it just allows you to support the show further. If this is your first time listening in, and you like to hear how to have your own work featured, I'll go over it pretty quickly. Uh, so to do so, you can find my email in the description of the episode, as well as on my Twitter. The Twitter is Dead Letter Cast. Uh, there you can just send in your work. I prefer it in a PDF or a Word document. Uh, include the title if there is one and how you'd like to be credited. You can be anonymous, you can use a pen name, a username, as long as it's something appropriate that I can read. <laughs> and then, along with that, any background information you possibly would want shared. Uh, why you wrote it, what inspired you, uh, things of that nature. If you want to know rules for submissions, go to my Twitter, at the Dead Letter Radio, uh, or excuse me, Dead Letter Cast on Twitter, and there there'll be a link uh, to the show's main page, and you can find the rules for submissions. They're very basic. Um, usually the biggest one is that if you're sending in a short story, keep it under 650 words, and there is a slight language rule as well. But check that out for rules on submission. And that's it. Well, I hope after this episode you maybe are a little more inspired, or maybe you're able to relax a bit, as you go into work, as you're leaving work, as you're maybe sitting down, just enjoying your day off or the remainder of the evening. Whatever you're doing, I do hope this show was enjoyable to you and that you got something from each and every one of these writers. So maybe you learned to be bold like the hyacinth. Maybe you think about how you would like to fill up your grave goods and our impact we have on those around us. Maybe you thought about how you can cope with human existence, whether through poetry or writing, or maybe at times you wish you were just a parasitic worm uh, living a life of leisure. I know that I've at least thought about wanting to be a dog or a cat living a life of leisure before, as I had to go to work and watch uh, them be able to sleep in. And maybe you thought about all the times you've been lost in Florence, or wherever place and time you were, as just seemed full of magic and beauty. Whatever the case may be, I hope you found something new from this show. This is Taze with Dead Letter Radio, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.